0: Good morning to all and um, it's a great pleasure to be part of this um, special event and uh, I'm going to talk on one of the medieval texts in Ethiopia which has a crucial contribution for the development of philosophical or critical thinking and this text belongs to the medieval time it, it was developed in uh, 15th century. So, uh, in this presentation, I'll try to focus on three basic ideas or themes. On the first part, I'll try to look at the historical and political significance of the Stephanos. Uh, you know, somewhat it's related with the main theme of the conference. Uh, as you remember, yesterday we were talking about uh, the historicity of. The uh, Hatata of Zeriago. So, similar question that we can pose with regard to the Dekastifanos, whether the Dekastifanos are really Ethiopians or not. So, politically and at the same time, historically, we can look at the relevance of this text. And on the second part, I'll talk about the contribution of the Dekastifanos in the development of critical attitude or critical thinking. So, I believe that this text is it is founded on religious theme but it has its own significant contribution for the development of philosophical thinking especially for the idea of modernity in the ethiopian context so i'll try to also say this idea with modernity's project of ethiopia and the third part it is a part in which we can look at the idea of dakika stephanos in its significant contribution again for the development of emancipatory religious glorification. So I'll be talking on these three themes in today's presentation. So let me start and let me give you sort of background about Zedekika Stephanos. So when you think about Zedekika Stephanos, it is a kind of movement which was founded by Father Stefan or Abba Stephanos. And um, he has his own followers or his own sons and these people, they try to challenge the 15th century Ethiopian church and Ethiopian state. so both in the religious sphere, and at the same time, in the political sphere, we can look at the contribution of Zedek Stephanos. As the late professor Getacho Haile clearly stated, Abba Stephanos and his followers, they tried to come up with a kind of unified spirit in challenging of the existing system, especially in the 15th century. And they tried to make a kind of reform in medieval Ethiopia. So their objective was just to come up with kind of true understanding of the Holy Scripture, sort of redefining of an ascetic life from both religious and secular points of views. And they tried to search a kind of demarcation between the political and the religious sphere or the private and the uh, the public sphere. So this movement, it was very radical. And because of its radical aspiration, it was considered as a as city's anti-Orthodox or somewhat anti-Ethiopian. And they tried to abandon their movement. Of course, we can look at deep metaphysical foundation or religious foundation in this movement so basically we can associate the dekica stefanos with the emancipatory project of the enlightenment but having of its metaphysical or a spiritual content so it is a kind of religious thought but it would have a great contribution for the development of philosophical thinking in line with modernity so let me come to the first point in which I'm going to talk about the historical political relevance of the Dekka Stefanos. So basically, we can have these questions that whether the Dekka are really Ethiopians or not, because the kind of critical insights, critical ideas that they try to give to the world, maybe it makes a kind of uh, it tries to have a kind of questions that these people are from Ethiopia or from Africa or not. So basically, we can find two controversial ideas with this regard. And the first point it says that the Castifanos are not Ethiopians or are not Africans because of the kind of teachings, the kind of ideas as they try to brought to the world. So in having of this idea, there is a challenge to think them as they are really Ethiopian or Africa. So this is uh, one perspective or one idea which is given to the Dengastifans. And the other point, it says that these are really Ethiopians because we can we can look at their, their relationship with the culture, with the history, with the political element of the Zen time. And they come up with a kind of thought which cannot be considered as it is alien in itself, as it is not a strange idea, but as it is part of the Orthodox religious or the religious phase of the state, I mean, the, the, the church. So let me try to expose this idea just by considering how we can think of the Deica Stephanos in terms of history and political history. So when try to look at this idea, these people, they come up with a kind of critical insight, and they provided a metaphysical and social political transformation. And they provided this idea by having of a religious content. So with regard to the question, whether these people are Ethiopians, or maybe you can say that Africans or not. So they are really Ethiopians and even you can, you can, you can, you can have this imagination. These people are from Ethiopia and they are from the different parts of Ethiopia. Okay, when you think about Ethiopia before 18th century, most of the time people say that they are the representative of the Northern part of Ethiopia only. But the Dekika Stefanos, they are not only from the Northern part of Ethiopia, but from the Southern part of Ethiopia and from the different parts of Ethiopia. You can find from different ethnic groups And these people, they try to have a kind of constitutive element in the development of Ethiopian orthodox thinking. So basically, these people do have a kind of aspiration in changing of the dogmas and at the same time, the major teachings of the Ethiopian church. So politically, we can consider that how these people were significant in challenging of the existing totalitarian system of King Zariako in 15th century. So historically, these people are visible and they were seriously accused and executed by the church and the state for heresy. Maybe I can quote Malmar in this regard. He tries to associate their idea with three basic themes. And he says that heresy for the Dekica Stephanos could be read as, as being with, I mean, it is a kind of, um, heresy could be read as, it is, it, heresy could be read as being within itself, a utopian. Rational and political critic of Ethiopian society mediated through a religious discourse. So we can find these three important elements. It is a utopian vision, somewhat it is described in the Ethiopian context or in the context of the daikosti farms as it is Dabrazion, utopian vision to think about the utopian world or the kingdom of God. And it is a kind of rational and political you know, element or critique is provided, which is mediated or which is presented in religious form. So this is a kind of, you know, know, a kind of big religious question, which is raised by Zedekika Stephanos. And this is associated with the King of Zariata, as that's why. So we can find that how these people were historically associated with ethiopian history and at the same time ethiopian political history so they do have a challenge towards the king the leader of that time and they try to challenge the hopes mindset of king zariyad so this is with regard to how to think about the Stefanos in the history of ethiopia now let's come to the second part in which we can look at the contribution of dakika Stefanos in the development of Critical attitude, or maybe we can say that it's a philosophical attitude. So it can be part of Ethiopians' modernity project. So when I say this, my central argument it goes on the idea that most of the people, or most people here and in different parts of the world, they think that modernity's project or modern philosophy it was constituted with the work of the Yaakov's Hatata, especially in African or Ethiopian context. But my argument, it says that this assumption is, it is wrong in itself. And I do have justification for this idea. So for me, critical insight, it was provided by Deke Kastifanos, and philosophical ideas, philosophical ingredients provided by Dekeka Kastifanos. So the assumption says that, at the Hatata of the Ryakob is a foundation of modern philosophical thinking in Ethiopia or in Africa. It limits us just to search other sources that prior to the Hatata of the Ryakob. So it is good to look at other sources even before the Ryakob just to understand philosophical thinking in Ethiopia. Of course, again, my central argument it says that both Hatatas of the Ryakob and the deka stefanos they are not full-fledged philosophy but they do have their own contribution for the development of philosophical thinking in ethiopia so we can find controversial issues in this regard whether we think of the contribution of hatata and the contribution of deka stefanos in the development of philosophical thinking in ethiopia so maybe this idea it goes to kind of critique towards Lord Sumner's assumption and foundation for thinking of, uh, you know, the hatata as a foundation of modern philosophical thinking in Ethiopia. So basically we can find critical insights in the Dekika Stephanos. Among the critical insight, one of the idea is associated with secularism, secular philosophy. I, I would say that it is in, 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 in a modern fashion, it was given by Zedekika Stephanos, which is really important, not only for Ethiopia or Africa, even for the global world, it, this understanding as that particular age was really important to look at the separation between the state and the church. So here our quotes told Debran, who tries to talk about the secularization idea of Zedekika Stefanos. So, when it comes to this idea, it says that Zaryakob undertook religious reform in his time. When when we say Zariacob, it is to refer the king, not the philosopher. He had a plan to place churches and monasteries under his ultimate authority. He succeeded in putting the majority monasteries of the country in his religious program by using a new combination of economic advancement and legal force. However, the Stephanets or the Dekika Stephanos kept on refusing the will of the king. This is the reason why the Stephanes were seen as a threat by Orthodox and by Zariago. So we can look at, how the church and the state understood the Zedekika Stephanos. So they were against the will or the interest of the king. And the king was thinking that he's controlling of all the spheres, the religious sphere and at the same time, the political sphere, the private and the public sphere. So his main interest was controlling that in the name of politics and in the name of law. So basically these people or the Dekika Stephanos, they were refusing. They were standing against that interest. So this is a crucial start. So their criticism, it's like that there must be a separation between the state and religion. So they were questioning kind of bankruptcy which happened in Ethiopia at the level of states and at the level of church in that medieval time. So it is a very important point. Similarly, we can look at their conception of power, justice, and institutions in its modern form, okay? Maybe when I say institutions, it tries to look at institutions like the church, the state and in other spheres. So basically they try to say that there must be the distinction of the state and the religion in looking at of humanity and in considering of how these concepts are really, really important to the Ethiopians. So this is somewhat related with the enlightenment project of Kant, Immanuel Kant. So I think as most of you are familiar with his idea, Immanuel Kant tries to explain enlightenment as the end of self-incurred tutelage. So these people are questioning a kind of spirit like Kant. Okay, they try to talk about the development of critical thinking of individuals, the kind of questions as individuals can raise towards their culture, their religion, and at the same time their States, so that is the kind of basic argument in which we can find the radicality parts. But still, their idea of enlightenment or their idea of questioning the state in the church, it is somewhat maybe different from the Western thinking of enlightenment. It is it is different from the Western philosophy, especially its, its modern foundation, as you all know. The modern philosophy, I mean, the history of modern philosophy, it was essentially shaped by the philosophy of the subjects. There is a dichotomy of subject and objects as it is founded on René Descartes philosophy. But when it come to the Descartes Stefanos, it is a different spirit. It's a different foundation in which we can find. It is a kind of critique which arises by the individual or individuals in which this individual or individuals Carried the burden of their own society, so it is a matter of presenting of their feeling towards their own community. So there is a kind of great attachment with their own society. It's not a championship of the individual, but it is a kind of transformation at a societal level. So in this regard, maybe it is, it is, it's related with Heidegger's concept of being within the world, and Levinas' understanding of. Face-to-face communication, especially when there is a kind of um, you know divergent views among individuals and community. So the foundation of this philosophy is it is a sort of thinking of the individual, but abandoning of individualism without individualism. So it is against a liberal doctrine, but it tries to look at the kind of condition in which the individual tries to shape his or, or her own culture. And societal understanding, so they do have Ethiopian vision, and they try to shape the Church of the Ethiopia, um, I mean the Ethiopian Church, by claiming of Devrazion or the Utopian state. So, again, in this regard, when they come up with the idea of challenge toward the king, they try to provide a kind of thinking about equality, human equality. So they try to challenge the concept that human beings are not equal or unequal. Especially with the monarchical system, we know that the king is has a higher quality to describe himself, but these people, they believe that human beings are equal. So they try to challenge by having of the following attitude. So they, 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 they do have a kind of critique towards the emperor in treating him with a respectful you, And the Dekica Stephanos, they refuse this and they believe that the king is like all other people. So he's equal with others. So they try to challenge the emperor and they are not following The acts of others or the practice of others and simply they were trying to describe him as a familiar you. So in this regard, they believe that the only different figure in terms of treatment is God, but all human beings are equal in their own understanding, so it is a revolutionary attempt in which it is provided by the Dekika Stephanos in presenting of a philosophical thinking. And this thinking, as I've said before, it is established on religious premise. So in this regard, their ambition is not only to criticize the earthly affair, but also it is a kind of critique which is given spiritually. So we can find both material and non-material in, this, in their own approach. Now, let me come to the third point in which we can look at the importance of Dekika Stephanos in the development of emancipatory religious talk. Of course, here, when we think about emancipatory religious glorification somewhat, we can relate with liberation theology or liberation philosophy. So when we try to look at the Dekika Stephanos they try to provide a Christian critic or Orthodox critic, and they try to achieve their own objective in giving of new ideas or maybe peculiar thoughts. So they try to challenge the Ethiopian Orthodox religion and they try to challenge the Ethiopian Orthodox, I mean, the Ethiopian state. So they try to ground human liberation as an objective in the medieval Ethiopia and they contributed in refuting the political and religious domination of the Zantra. So they provided a kind of a redemptive thought or liberation thought in transforming of the social cultural history of Ethiopia. So when you think about this idea, the emancipatory religious glorification of the Castellanos, I think three important points that we need to consider. In their movement, the first one is they do have an interest to revisit the teaching of the church from the context of the true source of religion and the hope of the believers, so there is a kind of question that they brought to the Ethiopian Orthodox Church what are the true source of religion and what are the false source of religion so they do not accept all the sources of the church they believe that there are true sources in which they can consider you know the true ideas of god or the true message of god so in this regard they they focused on the true source of religion so it is a kind of questioning about truth okay it is a matter of making distinction between false ideas, false teachings, and true teachings. So, in this regard, they are looking at such idea in considering of the hope of the believers. As you are familiar with liberation theology, still the concern is given for the believers or for the poor, for the poor. So, in this regard, these people are looking at of such an, such a hope. And the second one is, it is a kind of critique of society and religious discourse sustaining it. So religion is not for the sake of spiritual satisfaction. It is, it is a kind of discourse which is important to criticize society in itself. It is good to approach religious discourses in order to understand the societal importance of the, the, the teachings or the religion doctrines of the church. So basically societal Aspiration is there in the Dekica Stephanos. And the third one is it is a critic of lack of secular boundary between the church and the state. So far, we were talking about this idea. So the Dekas Stephanos, they were interested in challenging this idea. Of course, we can look at how they are insisting about the life of the church and the life of the state. So they are providing of religion as an instrument in order to challenge not only the religion itself, but also the cultural understanding of Ethiopia in the medieval time, and at the same time, the political system of the period. So maybe here, I will try to quote Corner West about liberation theology, especially he's talking about what should be the nature of critical leaders? What kind of mindsets that we expect from critical leaders in terms of emancipation in the church? So basically, West say that critical leaders of emancipatory based religion, religion which bases on emancipation, they do have a role to re-examine and reshape the traditional doctrines of the church. So they need to question the traditional teachings, the doctrines, same is true for the Dacica Stephanos. They were challenging, they were questioning, okay? They were seriously challenging of the doctrines of the church. And they engage more serious, they engage in just looking at of more serious efforts of social theory, cultural criticism and historical reconstruction. So they have been engaging of all the process. So when we try to look at Abbas Stephanos and the four leaders there, they are coming with such critical insight as a leader, so this is a kind of insight that we expect from critical leaders in religion, so the it it was in the 15th century. But they do have this critical understanding of religion, and they do have a kind of message for liberation, maybe. Activists, or maybe people engaged in liberation. So the De Castifanos, they were affirming Cuban liberation, and they believe that the goal of religion and religious discourses it must focus on the idea of the redemption of all, the redemption of humanity. So here we can look at again how their thought was radical to the time. So in the Ethiopian history. They were just challenging the religion. They were challenging the state just by having a role for the individuals. And that role is given for the individuals in considering of their own community. So it is a matter of thinking that the individual is really important in such a way, but it is a sense of, again, abandoning individualism or banishing individualism. So here it says that the Castifanos are not individuals affant la later, for they engage life in a community, and they believe that he who lives in a community fulfills the holy So sorry. So the Dekika Stephanos are not individuals, individualists, event la later for they value life in a community. He who lives in a community fulfills the hope of God's word. They also claim that one should follow one's mind and struggle until one reach one's goals or submit. When these apparently contradictory statements, polarizing community life and individual autonomy are mediated through their challenges to the monarch's absolute power. Their notions of litigation, mutual accountability, and not being an insult to Ethiopia, one sees the emergence of something new, individuality, without individualism. I'm quoting this from Mandra. So still their focus on the change of society and it's not the change of the individual only. So they are part and parcel of their own community. So the individualism is is, is a kind of, you know, it it is a philosophy that we can find in modern thinking in the world, in the global sphere. But here in the Daikika Stefanos, it is a kind of individual mission to change The society and to achieve social transformation there, so the individual is part and parcel of social critique and that individual is socially responsible in fostering a religious way and achieving a kind of human objective like human objective, when I say humanity, equality and justice. So, a kind of social consciousness and rational solidarity is established in the movement of Dekika Stephanos, and it is a kind of critique for all conditions of dehumanization. So, I think this is an indigenous way of criticizing the existing system, and it is an Ethiopian philosophy, which is really crucial to understand religious reformation as part of social and political transformation. And again, we can look at the monastic reformations that they achieved at that particular time, and they tried to challenge the monastic life of the church. So the Deca Stephanos, they were serious in challenging the hidden motive of the church and at the same time, the state leaders with regard to monasticism and ascetic life, so they tried to they tried to challenge the kind of conventional prostration which happened and which tries to followed by the church leaders and at the same time by the the king so they tried to challenge the conventional prostration toward this the icon of saint mary the king of the state and the holy cross so they were questioning of these practices and they rejected by saying that just Prostration is only for God, not for human figure. So they are quoting this idea from Luke. So it is a kind of understanding that human beings are equal, and there is no any kind of prostration for human beings and for the achievement of human. So this is a very important point that we would like to share from the Deikas Stephans. And I think my final point it focuses on the ascetic life which was promoted by thedeka stefanos especially this idea is really important for, for understanding that thedeka stefanos was anti orthodox or anti ethiopian or not so basically the ascetic life which was promoted by deka stefanos it was considered as as it is radical and they were challenging the monks of that time and they were saying that the monastic life and the ascetic life should be considered in a serious way so they had strong criticism on the existential situation of the monks and of course the, ch- the church leaders there in almost all monasteries of 15th century except the monasteries which was conquered by this group of people so they believe that most monks of the time they were highly involved in satisfying of earthly affairs, in satisfying of material ends or material goals so they were challenging these things ascetic life it is a life which is associated with spiritual conditions so an ascetic life as abba stephanos clearly stated it requires a revolution in monastery centers in ethiopian orthodox church so still they are part of the religion they are part of Orthodox religion. They are not anti-Orthodox, but they try to question the existential situation of the monasteries and at the same time, the monks of, of the medieval time or the Orthodox church there. So they try to promote the, the right way of living a Christ, as Christian monks on the basis of the laws of God. So maybe as a conclusion, let me try to provide these points. The first point is associated the way in which we have been trying to treat these texts and the people there, the Deikkas Stefans. So historically, we know that these people misquoted and they were tortured by the state and at the same time by the church. The same is true when it comes to the, the, the secular discourses no significant place provided to Dekika Stefano. So scholarly, it is good to look at their important ideas and to take their important points for the development of modern thinking in Ethiopia. So it is a kind of effort that they try to provide, of course, the religious foundation is there. So with giving of rationality and rationalism that we can develop the philosophical thinking of Dekika Stefans. And the other one is it's associated with the kind of utopian mission or visions are that the Stefanos, they try to provide to the world. So the kind of critics that they provided in understanding of material and spiritual end of life. It is really important to associate with a kind of platonic philosophy or platonic Christianity. Okay. it's not only to look at of the earthly affair, but also it is a matter of understanding of Debrezion or the utopian world, the, 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 the good life that we can achieve in the kingdom of God. And with this, I would say that this is a kind of religion Or religious discourse or religious premise, which is materialized and essentially provided as an element of liberation, and it is really important in order to criticize the Convention of the church and at the same time, the state, so this happened in the history of Ethiopia, maybe today, when we try to. To try to pick out the philosophical elements, it is good to. To, to, to emphasize on their secular vision and their understanding of equality, their understanding of power, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, as it's really important for the development of modern philosophical thinking in Ethiopia. Therefore, it can be a precursor or a foundation for the development of modern philosophy in the Ethiopian context, not only in the Ethiopian context, but it would have a significant role for the development of global philosophy as it is part of. Global culture or global philosophical tradition. So I thank you very much, and that's all my presentation. Thank you.